It's always showtime at BetMGM Sports. You can make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 when you sign up with the code SHERDOG. Don't let another game day go by without having the ultimate sports betting app in the palm of your hand. Discover non-stop excitement with BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and dozens of betting options, including live wagers, props, parlays, and much more. No matter what your favorite sport is or how you like to wager, find out why there's nothing like getting a W at the King of Sportsbooks. Use the code SHERDOG and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Arizona, Colorado, Washington, D.C., Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Washington, D.C., Louisiana, Nevada, Wyoming, and Virginia. Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help uh, in Michigan, 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Tennessee, call the red line at 800-889-9789. In Mississippi, call 1-888-777-9696. Sports betting is void where prohibited. Promotional offers not available in Nevada. Hello there, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show. And today's betting show uh, is going to be a lot of European mixed martial arts today. Luckily enough, uh, I'm here in the middle of Europe. Well, maybe not in the middle of Europe. On the outskirts of Europe, I, I suppose I would say. Uh, so uh, I have a bit of knowledge on on that whole scene. Uh, and uh, we, we, we're going to get all the bets from there today. So there's cage wires, which I'm taking most of them from. But I'm also pulling one out of KSW here as well. Uh, they have a really good card coming up. KSW have two very good cards coming up. I have a preview with Brad Morton, which will probably already be out by this stage, and an interview uh, with James Webb, the headliner of the Saturday Night Cage Warriors card. So uh, no UFC this weekend, no Bellator, no PFL, a weekend off for American mixed martial arts. But uh, the European scene is, is going very strong, and uh, it will continue to go that way with uh, some very good cards uh, this weekend. As you could probably guess, there aren't the big normal ads that we normally see for the American ones. So I'm very much... Today I'm going money line bets. I'm going straight up bets. They're not the biggest prices in the world or anything like that. But today's today's slider bet is going to be a parallel, right? And I'm giving all my four bets plus another bet in a plus 512 parallel. So let's get that at the uh, at the latter half of, uh, of this episode of the Sheehan Show here uh, today. But... Um, I was actually speaking to someone, uh, an American uh, unnamed uh, media kind of member the other day, and I was talking to him about, you know, watching Cage Wires, and I feel like it's a great experience, honestly, if you're someone here listening to this in America and maybe you haven't uh, checked out Cage Wires before, maybe you just, you know, maybe tuned in for an Ian Gary fight before he signed, or a Paddy Pimble fight, maybe... 
honestly, it's it's one of my favorite things to watch on uh, on you know online or or just to consume in the world of MMA because it's quick, especially the Friday night card. I think there's only six fights or something like that, uh, and maybe even less by the time we uh, by the time we get there, one or two fights generally tends to fall out of every MMA, MMA card around the world. Um, but it's early, you know, obviously being over here in, in uh, it's in Colchester, but Ireland and the UK, they have almost all of their cards. Uh, and it's over and done with in a couple of hours. And you see someone you know is going to be with the UFC in a while. You see someone who you know has been a good fighter for a long time or is a very good, you know, um, European level fighter. But you see also the world level fighters become before they become world level fighters and there's a couple of them this weekend that could become that uh, but there's lots more coming up in the Belfast card and the uh, uh, the London card coming up as well but Colchester they're in this weekend there's a big local scene in Colchester as I said I talked to Brad about that so tune into that if you didn't hear all of it uh, but it's uh, it's very interesting and it's uh, going to be cool to see Cage Wars and KSW as well fantastic uh, card this weekend but let's get into the bets um as I said, bet responsibly, please. Not a great weekend last weekend. I, th- I think it's th- I think I got all my bets wrong. Did I might have got one right? The judges robbed me. I had Holly home my decision robbed. Not really, but you know what I mean. Um, I think it was the f- only the second time since I've been doing the show for maybe six months where I got all five wrong. But uh, I'll have to go back and check that again. Let- let's say I got one right. Let- <laughs> let's give me one of them. But uh, anyway, we'll get into the bets here today. Pe- please bet responsibly. Don't bet too much, especially on you know on these. These fights, up and coming fights, a lot of people on the, on the way up. It's you know not maybe not the most consistent in the world, and maybe not the the easiest uh, to bet on. But anyway, we'll get into it. My first bet here, I'm going for Luke Shanks. Uh, he is minus two one five, and it it kind of pains me to give this bet a little bit. And the reason for that is his opponent is Josh Reed, and I think anyone who's watched Cage Warriors in in any way over the last few years knows Josh Reed and loves Josh Reed and loves his style. He's the guy who's in that unbelievable fight with Nathaniel Wood, who's in the UFC now, where they went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And he's been in loads of great fights before and since that as well. Um, Shanks is a, a former champion who missed weight. And then there was a, there was a mad um, uh, kind of incident in his fight where his opponent tapped and he ended up winning. They had to do the rematch and in the rematch he missed weight. So it's been an atrocious time over the last while for Shanks. Because he missed weight, he's had to move up to 135 um, from 125. And I think he'll probably go back down again after this, but it's a big opportunity for him. And, you know, it's a big opportunity for Josh Reed as well because, you know, he's had some big fights against some very good people uh, over the last uh, over the last few years, and he's a 12-6 and six record now. You know, he's fought Dylan Hazan, who's very good, and Liam Gittins, and, uh, you know, uh, Scott Malone and Brian Boulan, and as I mentioned, uh, Nathaniel Wood as well, beating Martin Sheridan all the way back in 2016, it was. Now, I think. So, um, you know, he's, he's a very, very good fighter, but this is the sort of win that takes him towards a title in his division, or maybe even towards the UFC or you know Bellator if he chooses to go there whatever it might be I know one of his um uh, one of his teammates I think it was a Brett I think it was Brett Johns was um was calling for him he fights out of Shore MMA you know the same place as Jack Shore as well was calling for him to be signed for Bellator and things he's the type of guy that'd be if Bellator signed him he'd be great Cage Warriors great but Dana White Contender Series I think he'd be perfect for that um he's a wild style and I think that wild style against someone like Shanks, I don't know if it's going to pay off for him. Like, I, I don't know if Shanks is going to want to get into the sort of wild fight 
um, that Josh Reed absolutely loves, and that's the reason I've gone for Shanks. I think he's wrestling. Could be a bit of a game changer here now as well, but he is up in weight. Let's not forget about that. Maybe that extra weight is something that helps Reed. Maybe it's something that Shanks struggles with. It's three rounds as well. You know, Shanks fights a lot of five-round fights, so the three rounds thing as well. I don't know if that'll help or hinder him, but he's a southpaw, hits hard, you know, good underground, um, and can go, has unbelievable cardio, and like can go for days and days and days. Um, you know, he he knocked out Creasy in the first round of the, the rematch the last time out. Uh, before that, he went, was it all, you know, he went three rounds, sorry, with Nicholas LeBlanc, he fought uh, Jake Hadley before that, and we see how good Jake Hadley is, and now in, in the UFC, he went five rounds with him, he beat Samir Fadin before that, going all five, you know, five, five-minute rounds as well, so, uh, and, you know, Conor Higna, Pietro Mienga before that as well, so, he, you know, he, he has, he has a lot in his locker, I think he's a very well-rounded fighter, if it turns into... If it turns into a, a, a rock'em, sock'em, robot striker match, I think Josh Reed will win that every day. But I think Shanks is smart enough not to let it become that. And I think he has good enough skills to not let it become that either. So, uh, first bet here, uh, Luke Shanks minus 2-1-5. Um, right, second bet, I'm going for Oban Elliott to win. He's minus 200 here now. As I said, the prices aren't massive here, but... I'm going to cut down with the uh, the bets I can have. I probably, you know, I might go for Oban Elliott to win inside the distance if I could. But uh, it's a very interesting fight here that Oban Elliott has. He's fighting uh, Hercus uh, Likosunias, uh, and I went and I watched a couple of his fights as much as I could. There wasn't much of him in mixed martial arts, but he's one submission, two knockouts. He's a lot of kickboxing and things. Um, uh, if you look up. If you you know put him into YouTube, you'll find a lot of kickboxing. He hits hardy some head kicks and things like that. Now, Oban Elliott, uh, maybe you saw I did an interview with him here on Sherdog a couple of months ago before his last fight, uh, and I you know I built him up, I gave him the big big build up, and unfortunately he ended up losing to Matters Flaminas. But if anyone knows Matters Flaminas, eleven fight veteran, you know Oban, I think it was in his fifth fight, and I think that kind of told. And Oban was coming up as well from one fifty five to 170, I think it was his only his seven, second fight there, sorry, he's at 170 again for this fight, you know, I'm, I'm very interested to see if 170 is the future for Oban or not, but I think this is a good matchup for him, what he showed in that Flaminas fight as well, and what he has showed, he, he can wrestle and he can box, you know, his father uh, who passed away a few years ago, unfortunately, he was a professional boxer, and you know, Oban fights in, in his shorts, you know, he boxes very, very well and he can hit hard, very good on the ground though, very good all around, that last fight against Flaminas he was winning that fight very well until maybe three and a half four minutes in Flaminas turned the tide very quickly and it was a you know you could see it was a obviously talented fighter but a young fighter in the game and maybe if while down the line maybe certain mistakes wouldn't have been made he's in there now I think I think this is good matchmaking by Ian Dean again I think that last fight wasn't necessarily bad matchmaking because it turned out to be a fight where one guy dominated, the other guy turned around and ended up winning. But I think maybe for the progression of Oban Elliott, maybe it was a little too much too soon. Now, going into it, I picked Oban Elliott, so I'm, it's either easy to be the general after the battle, as the, the, the legendary Artem Habov uh, once said, I believe. Uh, but this, uh, this I think, more fair is the wrong word, but this is more normal matchmaking, I think, uh, and someone, you know, who is 3-0. Um... I think what Oban needs to show here is his fight IQ, and I think he needs to get the fight to the ground if it's not going well for him in the feet. Now, if he's boxing him up, absolutely keep going at it. But if he's not taking the fight to the ground, that gas tank as well, keep it in, in check 
uh, and win the fight where you need to win it, kind of. So I, I do think he ha- he will have the advantage. Having not seen loads uh, of Herkus in MMA, uh, you know, he fought uh, where he fights. Uh, in I don't know where they were, but it, it, it's very hard. Sometimes it's impossible to to find fights, and he was one of those lads who was very hard to find any of his fights, apart from a couple of kickboxing uh, fights. But uh, you know, he's fighting. Uh, he hasn't fought since two thousand and nineteen. He's fighting out of the the KOK gym. Um, which they put on lots of kickboxing events, and that's where I saw most of uh, <laughs> most of him in, in a few of those KOK uh, kickboxing events as well. So, as I said, Oban will need to watch out for that, and I think that's his biggest pass to, to defeat, I suppose, but I think he'll take it to the ground, and I think he'll win it there. And honestly, at minus 200, having seen his wrestling against a kickboxer, I think it should be enough. Um, another guy who I'm backing for my third bet, and I'm backing his wrestling as well, is James Webb. Um, and as I said, I interviewed James. It'll probably be out before this comes out. Former Cage Warriors um, middleweight champion. He's minus 200 to win this one straight up. You know, James has had a tough time of it over the last while. As I said in the interview, he's been injured and then injured again. He lost his title to Nathias Frederick. The first fight was a draw against Frederick. A very close you know, contentious decision, I suppose, as much as decisions can be, uh, if you know the criteria. But then he lost fair and square in the second one, the last second around four. Uh, and then in, against Matt Bonner as well, he lost with five seconds left in the second round. So he's one of these guys who wins and wins and wins. Very good top control and kind of gets caught at the end of the round sometimes. Now it's happened twice there uh, in in the last four fights, I suppose, and that's something he'll want to change. And now talking to James, he says he wants to get finishes. He doesn't want top control. Any- well, not that he doesn't want top control, but he doesn't want just top control anymore. He doesn't want to go into the judges. He's looking for finishes. He's been working on his jiu-jitsu an awful lot. And I think going in against Leon Aliu, having watched a bit of him... Uh, I think it's honestly a good matchup for James. Now, if James can uh, James can get past that guillotine and take him down, I, I think he'll have a good time of it there. Another guy I haven't watched loads of him, but he can be taken down. He's very strong as Aliu. Um, but if you can get past that guillotine, he's won, what, three fights in his career via guillotine. Some very, very good ones. He's really strong with it. This guy's a big, muscle-bound, absolute animal of a, of a man altogether. He's only fought once. Uh, in the last three years, that was at the end of the last year, he ended up getting the win there against the guy who's, you know, six wins, 11 losses. So I don't know how much you can count that that in. But as uh, Brad said to me in the preview, it doesn't look like a guy who sits on his couch very often. Um, throws a nice outside leg kick as well. But, you know, James has a nice right hand. And if he can get back a little bit to that as well, I don't think Aliu is the fastest in the world. The thing about James is, he he goes in there and he fights someone like Matthias Frederick. And Matthias Frederick is one of the best athletes you'll ever see on this sort of uh, scene. He goes in there against Matt Bonner, who's a very good athlete, you know, coming up from 170. Well, going back down to 170 now after being at 185. Really fast as well. For my money, a very good athlete as well and kind of makes James look slow. But if James is in there against someone of a you know similar speed and he can bomb in that right hand, it, it hits hard. You know, I've seen, I've been watching James for years and it's something maybe he hasn't thrown as much recently because of the matchups. But if he can kind of get back to that, I think he can land a few of them, get a few takedowns, get on top, maybe use his jiu-jitsu uh, if there is an advantage there. But, you know, Aliu has some good wins. He's His win over Leandro uh, Domini on his card. Uh, he beat uh, Pedro Panini, who, or Pietro Panini even, who is a very, very good fighter. Now, he's win over Charlie Ward uh, and others as well. 
he's fought on um he's fought on Bellator a, a couple of times and you know he lost okay, he lost to Mike Shipman and others, but he's a, he's a good fighter and a win over him is a is a very very good win and um, you know Diamini as well he's what eleven wins in in fifteen fights he's been fighting Aries now for a while but he fought a few times in Cage Warriors as well he beat uh, Aaron Khalid last year so some good wins there for Aliu um, by no means a walkover for James Webb but I think James. Uh, he sounds good. He looks in a good headspace. Injury free again. Minus two hundred. I'm, I'm going for a web uh, to win to win that one. Um, so the last uh, the fourth of, of my four bets, and then I go for the uh, um, parlay. Uh, I'm going for Michael Metherla in KSW, and uh, he, you might uh, you, <laughs> you might uh, you know know have heard of this, but Metherla is fighting. Marius Pujanowski, the world's strongest man. You might be thinking, Matarla, wait. Matarla, like a, a middleweight. Has Matarla even fought down at welterweight? I think he might have. He fought a light everywhere, but he's fought at middleweight most of his career, and he's gone up to fight Pujanowski. But look, Pujanowski, we know what Pujanowski is. The world's strongest man, 265 pounds, an absolute brute of a man. But Matarla, just a really skilled, well-rounded fighter. You know, some great wins. Uh, you know, he's beaten the likes of Damian Janikowski, Martin Zawada, Paulo Tiago, Husimar Palharis, you know, Jay Silva, Kindle Grove back in the day, even as well. So some very, very good wins there uh, on his record. And he's, you know, he can do it all. He can, he can wrestle, he can strike. He's obviously going to be faster than Pujanowski. Look, if Pujanowski pushes him against the cage and lands some big shots or gets him to the ground, it could be trouble for the Materla. But I just think Materla is going to be too good for him, honestly. And uh, his price is minus two two five now. It's fluctuating. Actually, I was looking at it last night. It was minus one, or sorry, minus two forty. So it's after coming in a little bit uh, overnight, and you know, uh, we get these odds where you can get them. Hopefully, they'll be up everywhere later on in the week. But uh, I, I just like you know, it, look, it's one of these fights that. I'm taking a chance on it. Let, let's be honest. We don't know what could happen. It's a middleweight fighting a heavyweight. And a, 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 a heavy heavyweight, if we want to put it that way. Um, it's it's a fight that we don't see often in mixed martial arts anymore, but it's a fight I'm here for. You know, um, a, a tremendous fighter in Matarla against a tremendous athlete, an animal of a man like uh, like Marius Pujanowski. You know, I've given a bet for it, but that's also I'm just going to be tuning in for and just going to be enjoying watching, honestly. But yeah, I, I like Matarla there at, uh, at those odds. Um, uh, I'll, I'll read you through some of the other odds as well for KSW in, in a second and pronounce the names really badly so I look forward to that um, so my flyer of the week I'm going for those four bets and I'm trying Omran Shaban at minus 280 and giving you a five bet parlay of plus 512 so just over 5 to 1 Shanks, Elliot, Webb, Materla and Omran Shaban I'll talk about Omran Shaban for a second here uh, he is fighting uh, on the Friday night and he's fighting Jack Dedeme uh, who's a, a good kickboxer not too much, another guy not too much on him he has one fight uh, one or two fights in his career, you know, there's some controversy because one of his fights was uh, was Will Kearns who is um uh, you know his record is it's like one in forty-two or something like that, and he's one of those guys that you know he's uh, a journeyman amongst journeymen, if you want to put it that way. But he's also beaten Craig Allen, who is you know I suppose another journeyman, but also he's a couple of wins, and I think he's five and fifty-one or something like that. But um, 
this is a test. This is a real fight. He's fighting Omar and Shaban. If you don't know Omar and Shaban, uh, he fights out of Chris Fields' gym in um, in Dublin, the same gym where James Webb fights out of. That's where Ian Gary obviously came from, and he has uh, left now. But Omar is 2-1 uh, in his career. He fought a couple of times over in UAE Warriors after making his debut in Cage Warriors back in uh, 2019. And he's, you know, a very good, well-rounded fighter. Um, and... You know, the people in the gym there and, and in Ireland have, have high hopes for Omran. Like all of those K, uh, Team KF fighters, they're all, to me, very similar. They're well-rounded, well-trained. They can box. They can switch stances. They can wrestle. They have jiu-jitsu. And Omran is another one of them. You know, I, I watched um, a, a couple of weeks, well, a couple of months ago now at this stage, I suppose, and the Shelley brothers who both fight out of there, and it was weird. I, I I did the preview or the the review or whatever it was, and I was talking about how similar they were, and I felt bad considering like the other two brothers. But now Omran comes along, and you know he's kind of similar as well, even though they're like Taekwondo, uh, you know, they have a quite Taekwondo background and all that. But Takamandu as well, they all fight a very good, similar, fundamental game, and. um you know, you could almost tell by the silhouette of a of a KF fighter. Now they are different. Don't get me wrong, but uh, they're all very just good fighters. You know, very very good fighters. And I think he'll win here against that MMA. It's another one. You've Chris Fields in your corner as well, the loudest man in uh, in Ireland. Uh, and if he roars at you to do something and change something up, you'll do it and you'll hear it anyway. And I think that's something that Omar might need to do in this because that MMA can. You know, he can box and he can kick and he's, you know, he's good on the feet. Maybe if he takes a fight to the ground, I think Orman might have a uh, a bit of um, a bit of an advantage there. But to me, the bits of Denemy I've seen, I haven't seen loads of him, to be honest, but I've seen a good bit of Orman now at this stage and I know he is a very, very good fighter. And uh, at that price, he is uh, minus 280, which is a big enough price. But throwing him in with the others to get the parallel of uh, plus 512, I think that's... Um, I think that's pretty good all around. I was struggling this week. I won't lie for a uh, for a flyer, so I've just stuck them all together and we've uh, we've gone for it and we've done it that way. Um, so let's look through some of the lines. Obviously, you know, get these lines where you can get them. Um, there, there is a CFFC on Friday night as well this week. Um, I, I uh, you know, I haven't studied that throughout, but I'm sure maybe our American friends here covering this world will be able to tell you a little bit about that. The main event on Cage Warriors 137 on Friday, Matt Bonner is a big, big favourite there against Joel Coeja. Uh, he's minus 650. Joel is plus 475. I think Matt Bonner has looked very good recently. As I mentioned, he beat uh, James Webb. Um, and, uh, you know, he's deservedly a big favourite there. Dan Dewey's he was supposed to fight against uh, Josh Reed, I believe, in the last card. Talking to Brad about him, he believes he's a very good fighter as when he's gone in there against Bogdan Barrow. Massive favourite, minus 550. There's a lot of big favourites here. Adam Cullen uh, as well. He is a guy that's on the come up uh, in uh, in the promotion. If I'm not mistaken, he fights out of, and I'm not mistaken, he fights out of Paddy Pimblett's Next Generation Gym and has had some very, very good wins. 4-0 in his career. He beat Josh Plant along the way, who, uh, you know, Josh Plant mightn't have the best record in the world, but he's a tough, tough guy and has given people like Kiefer Crosby tough fights as well. So Cullen minus 550 uh, is, uh, is, you know, a big favourite there. 
Um, the closest fight, arguably, on the card on Friday is Tanio Plagiolicio, who fights out of SPG Ireland. He's fighting Bernard Blanco. He is the minus 280 favorite. Blank uh, is uh, two, uh, plus 220. Mikael Falk, that was actually only announced today, I believe. That's please plus 300, minus 400 for Shoaib Youssef. And Dedeme is plus 275 uh, with Armand Shaban, minus, uh, minus tr- it says here minus 350. I have it here down from earlier on minus 280 so these odds are kind of fluctuating a bit but check out get it where you can um, on the Saturday night then KSW first of all Marius Pudzianowski plus 240 if you fancy Pudzianowski well, plus 240 minus 300 for Materla Daniel Olanchuk uh, is minus 300 over uh, Prasel uh, who is uh, plus 400. There's some other names I suppose uh, people would know on uh, this card uh, as well. Tommy Quinn, who is fighting out of Ireland in a rematch there, that ended via IPOC. He's plus 350, minus 450 for his opponent, Albert. Um, Lucas Rakowski is on this card as well. He's a big favourite, minus 275 over Francisco Barrio. Anita Beckus, a uh, big favourite, minus 550 over Roberta Zoko. So um, yeah, check out all those odds there as well. And in the case, the, or in the Cage Warriors 138 card on Saturday night um, Connor Hignett he's a, just a favourite over Michelangelo Lupoli that's probably the, the closest fight of the weekend in terms of uh, of Cage Warriors Hignett is one of these guys that <coughs> you never know he, he can turn up and he can put on some very very tough fights for people uh, as well now, you know that's relatively sketchy record at 9 and 7 but the, the guys he's fought, you know, he's fought Gerard Fanny, Adam Amma Singer, Luke Shanks, uh, he's fought Creasy, he's fought, fought Aaron Aby, just, you know, the who's who, beating Darren O'Garman and Lee Mitchell and a few uh, others as well. Whereas, uh, you know, Lupoli 5-2 and two now in, in his career, uh, he beat Pajariccio, who we talked about there a little bit uh, earlier on, so he's, uh, he's not one to be uh, reckoned with as well either, and that'll be a close one. Fight I love, I was actually going to give Scott Pedersen as one of my bets. He's fighting, uh, fighting George Tanasa, he's a local uh, in Colchester but Pedersen I think he's one in three now but he's fought some really good guys fought a couple of times in cage where he's fought in Bellator as well and this guy is way better than he's one in three record I fancy him to win there he's minus 200 Obanelli as I mentioned earlier minus 200 plus 160 for Herkus uh, Tom Mearns and Prince. Brad was saying in that on the preview or uh, maybe just after even this is a real good fight and a real close one and in fact this betting wise is the closest minus 110 for Mearns plus or sorry minus 120 uh, for Prince there Luke Shank Minus 215, as I said. Josh Reed, plus 175. And James Webb in the main event uh, is minus 200, plus 160 for his opponent, Leon Aliu. So let me run through quickly the bets again that I am given. The first one is Luke Shanks, minus 215. Oban Elliott, minus 200, with James Webb at minus 200 also. And then Mikel Matarla at minus 225. Then I'm going for the parlay. All four of them with Omran Shaban, minus 280, giving you a plus 512 parlay. I will leave it there, everyone. Hopefully, all those bets come out. And if they will, we'll be doing well. So, uh, I will leave it there. My name is Sean Sheehan for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.